Welcome to CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions and the CareerPod team. This episode should provide you with valuable career information and insights. Today we are speaking with Marnie Bacon, a yoga and meditation instructor. Good afternoon, Marnie, and welcome to CareerPod. Thank you, Carolyn. I'm happy to be here. We appreciate your participation. So why don't we get started here? Could you tell me a little bit about your earlier life and experiences that you had that you believe prepared you for this kind of work? I'd be happy to. Thank you. I'll just start with really when I found yoga, which was in my early 20s. Uh, it wasn't until about 10 years later that I started teaching. But um, in my teens, in my 20s, I really honestly had been suffering from anxiety, some depression, a bit of addiction, a little bit of trauma. Uh, somebody suggested that yoga would help, particularly with the anxiety piece for me, which was uh, acute at the time. Mm-hmm. So I said yes, reluctantly, um, but made a commitment to a series. Honestly, I just disliked it when I first started. I was pretty lazy about it. I sort of mapped through class, but I did show up, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, six weeks in a row. And after that first series, um, I did recognize a small improvement in how I felt. Oh, uh, So I kept signing up. For another series and then another series and another series, and it went on and on. Um, And looking back, it seems that yoga saved me in the sense that it put me on a much healthier and happier path in my life. So it sort of naturally became part of my life every day over the years, Um, and eventually it seemed a natural progression to make the choice for it to become my career and to help others. That's great. I had gone to business school a bit. I own, my parents both own their own businesses, so I had their influence in what it was like to run a business. Um, that empowered me a bit, and um, I started my first yoga teacher training in 2001 at the Kripalu Center out in Western Massachusetts. Oh, okay. So you actually started working and teaching yoga mm-hmm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. an actual school or an actual center? Yes, I did a teacher training there. Um, I believe my first one was 200 hours. This is what you need initially to actually teach to the public, you know, with credentials. So I got certified in that. Um, I've since gained, I'd say, over thousands of more hours of training and yoga teacher training or other healing modalities. And brilliant now at at this point, I've got 22 years of teaching experience. So all of which, you know, our learning experience. The, the, the studying never really stops when you're when you're learning to practice when you're practicing yoga. Now, where would one find a center like this, or a place that teaches folks to be yoga and meditation instructors? Well, here in the Northeast, um, there's two that I love in particular um, on larger centers, um, notable large centers for yoga and good health. Uh, one is in Western Massachusetts, and it's called the Kripalu Center, and the other is the Omega Institute, which is in the Catskills in uh, Rhinebeck, New York. So those are the ones that are relatively close. There are several out on the West Coast and really everywhere, but um, those two are probably the the ones that I frequented the most, being my, this being my geographic location. Great. Now, could you explain the basic tasks and responsibilities of your position? Sure. Well, um, I teach yoga classes. I teach, I lead meditation groups. Um, some of these classes are 
in person uh, at various locations, yoga studios, gyms, art museums, really, you name it. During the pandemic, quickly switched over to teaching online uh, through mm. Zoom. Everybody was in isolation and still wanted to connect in that way, so mm -hmm. I was able to switch to business model um, in that way. Um, but I also run a small yoga retreat business, so I teach on these yoga retreats as well. Oh, that's um, great. Included in my profession, I've, I've helped to mentor new teachers. That's been really something that I've enjoyed a lot. But I also like to mention that working for myself, mm -hmm. I end up being an event coordinator when it comes to the, the yoga retreats. I am in charge of my accounting, my advertising and promotion, my own scheduling, all of it. So you really do sort of wear a lot of hats. Um, right, right. You approach this like I have. Right. It's not just the teaching and the mentoring of the actual yoga and the meditation side of it. You're actually running a business. So there's other things that you have to take care of. <laughs> exactly. Lots. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, what's the most satisfying thing about your position and the most frustrating thing? Well, I'd say the most satisfying is when I, uh, I'd like to, teach while on retreat so we've traveled to you know caribbean islands or Ooh. to an island in in greece a couple of years ago um, i've done a lot of retreats out of uh, mexico a small island off the coast of um, uh, the yucatan peninsula in mexico and so what i appreciate about being on retreat and it's so satisfying is that is that really we get to slower our pace uh, compared to the average speed that we move at through our day, you know, so mm -hmm. um, it's a real bonus. And um, in that space, it's just beautiful to be with people while they open up and while they rest, while they you know, learn about yoga, discover things about themselves uh, or a new area, or where they make connections with one another, you know, when there's just more time to connect, you know, the pace isn't so fast and we can really slow down. Um, so much can happen, and it's it's beautiful. I, I, I really find that part of my teaching to yes, be the it's most really, profound. It's good to be able to take that breath. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the frustrating thing about your job? Uh, well, I'd say, um, at least in the past, um, for me, uh, there have been times when I certainly felt undervalued financially. Um, mm -hmm. Also... I feel sometimes teachers, especially when they're new, undervalue themselves, and mm -hmm. it's frustrating because I've, you know, I've had people say, you know, yoga saved my life, or you know, you really helped me so much. You are what got me through that really challenging time in my life, or or mm -hmm. whatnot. You know, so it's it's satisfying to see it be undervalued sometimes because I, I feel it really is important important work. Yes. Okay. Now, what advice would you share with others who are considering a career in this field? Um, well, I've learned the hard way that um, it's very important to, you know, say yes to gigs, especially when you're new, you know, teach as much as you can, expose yourself to different situations, different people, um, you know, it's all the experience is so worth it. Uh, but that being said, it's very important to find the balance between um, your, your teaching um, and also finding the time to take care of yourself. Um, mm -hmm. To have have other people take care of you, and and also to continue to study, you know, stay with your teacher or find a teacher so you can continue to learn, you know, sort of balancing all of those things so that um, you know you, you can you can be your best. You, you do hold 
a lot of space for a lot of mm-hmm. people. As a mm-hmm. So it's important to counterbalance that um, and have made the mistake of not <laughs> doing that and sort of burning out. So, so that's, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody told me to do this precisely when I started and I, you know, had to learn the hard way, but it is helpful to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And sometimes it doesn't click until you're in the throes of it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, someone did mention that. <laughs> Agreed. Exactly. That's what they meant by that. That's what they meant by that. Okay, <laughs> right. now I get it. <laughs> now, now you have to market yourself and, and you have a website um, with your name and you have to do all those kinds of things. And that's a lot of background work that you have to do also. Um, what is the general range of compensation? Because you have some, you know, costs that are, you know, part of doing the work that also has to be taken into consideration in terms of what you charge and things like that. But what is the general compensation someone could consider when they're starting out and then obviously, you know, when you travel, they hopefully <laughs> – cover your travel, but anyway, if you can share share some of that with me, I greatly appreciate it. Sure. So, I mean, it really depends on how you engage in the business to start. Obviously, you know, it takes a while before you can start making some more money, but I would, I would say that the range would literally be from poverty level to, to six figures. Um, It just Mm -hmm. depends on, you know, if you're just going to teach, a few classes a week, then obviously that, that'll be that. Mm-hmm. But the way that I like to approach the business and I think would be helpful for other teachers to consider is that if one keeps the nature, the, so the philosophy of yoga in mind while doing business, then things will flow and run well. Mm-hmm. Um, really, there's, there's no limit if you look at it like that, the, the unlimited potential. So, so you might have to start somewhere. You know, there's, you can't certainly do quite well. Good. Does yeah. that answer your question without think, an actual figure? <laughs> I think that pretty much answered the question. Uh, it, a couple of um, occupations and, and careers are like that, and it yeah. depends on what your, who your clientele is and sure. et cetera. So it really makes sure. a difference about, sure. you know, in terms of what the compensation would be. Has luck, either good or bad, played a role in your career? Well, I would first say that I feel just I feel very blessed to do this work because, as I explained before, you know what is so satisfying is to be with people when they're when they're opening up and making connections and you know, healing and relaxing and feeling good. So I don't know that that's luck, but it's certainly a blessing. But I will say this: that I got a very strong affirmation that I was on the right path when, in 2001, over September 11th. I was actually in my very first yoga teacher training. And believe it or not, at that moment, I wasn't sure if I actually wanted to share what I was doing with the world. I thought maybe my yoga teacher training was for for my own healing and my own personal development. But when that happened in the world, I, I, I got a very strong hint that the world, that people needed one another, people needed to, to, to heal and, we needed to cultivate some some peace and some wellness for ourselves if there were problems such as the trade center. So it really just affirmed what I was doing, and I, I haven't looked back since. I just thought people people need this. I I need this now. I'm terrified. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm terrified. Now I'm terrified, and I I need some tools 
and I want to empower other people with these tools that, you know, have helped me to be so safer, to, to feel more peaceful, to feel more compassionate. And it just seems very, very important. So, I, I, it, you know, if that was luck or, or what, I'm not sure, but it was a very strong hint that I was on the right path at the right time. It sounds like it. It really does. And, yes, I do believe people need this kind of um, work, and you're providing a great service to folks. Thank you. Well, Marnie, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. You've provided us with an insightful look into the field of yoga and meditation instructing. Anyone considering a career in this field would really benefit from the excellent advice you have provided. Once again, thank you for your contribution to CareerPod, and please have a great day. Thank you.